and then the next night I went to bed and I went, oh crap, I didn't get the podcast and I jumped out of bed and tried to run over and get it before we lost it. Mm. Mm. So I'm glad I was able to remember that. That would have been bad. Yeah. Thanks for all the stuff you do with the podcast, too. Yeah, ah. thank you so much. I feel inadequate. We would not actually be a podcast if it were for you. We'd just sort of hang out and chat about things. I know. I said, I think this will be the last year because editing's getting hard. Yeah. I keep meaning to step up and help some more because, you know, I used to do that more often and I still enjoy mm. doing it. I just keep having stuff that takes up my time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. There's mm-hmm. lots going on. At least tonight we don't have to worry about talks, so that's good. Mm-hmm. So I won't uh, end this and then watch an hour and a half of stuff before I go to sleep, which would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Can I you... still might because I'm just, I tend to do that anyway. But yeah. Yeah, but is, I don't Maybe think there's one. Go to bed. There's. There's nothing on. No, but there's other stuff that I haven't caught up on yet. Ah, I see. Like, I haven't watched the end of the last Weave Society or uh, various different things. Did you watch Liam's one shot? I did, yes. That was was pretty good. Lots of people being werewolves. Oh! One of my players the other day said, can I be a vampire? And I said, well, if I can figure out how to work it. And then I got this new book and they have damn fires, which are children of vampires. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, you could be one of these. That would be easier to figure out. So, I feel like there I- is rules somewhere for being a vampire but it's probably you're probably right that that's simpler mm-hmm. yeah it's in the mo- in the other monster book Vol- volos monster book or something like that yeah it's on my list to order but i have to wait till i get paid always good things so mm-hmm. yeah paying i guess it's important yeah well should we get started I suppose we should. Do we remember what chapter we're on? Uh, 30. Uh, yes, 30. 30. Straight up 30, which is, is it really 29 or is it 30? Uh, I have 30 on my notes. And judging by what I'm starting with, I'm ass- I mean, I'm, what I'm looking at in the text, I'm assuming I'm on the right one. So which it's, is it's chapter actually, 30? Or chapter, chapter 30, 29. but number 31. Okay. Uh, Serenity Sky and the something or other. Shh. Don't buzz at me. I think, um, if I remember correctly, we were we were actually starting with 29. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm... The things get hairier, because I remember making a joke about that at the end of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, Never mind. And I'm looking to see the end of this to see where we were. Which is number 30. Okay. Who knows? 
and then there are um, there yeah, are thirty nine chapters, well, thirty eight official named chapters for thirty nine numbers. Uh, right. So we'll probably get to. Well, if we talk know. really fast, we can finish them all. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's true. We could try that. Um, we're scheduled for 30 to 35 and then 36 to 39. Although I'm thinking that 30. That we might do. Um, 30 to 34 and then 35 to 39. I think that breaks it up a little bit better. Okay. Okay. But if we're cruising right along and we can finish it, we'll do that. Okay. I'm sitting on this wooden chair and my foot's asleep already. Oh time. dear. <laughs> All right. Next page. And let's see. Is there anything exciting that we need to talk about besides the creatures? You, you know how I don't know if you guys know because you guys don't have pets, but Trisha would know this that you have uh, there's this thing called cat paralysis where mm -hmm. if you're sitting in a chair and your cat's in your lap, you can't get up and do anything because you don't want to. Yes, disturb. so yes. I've heard. I'm aware yeah. of that. Yep. So we have quail paralysis. Oh. We can't go out into the garden because we don't want to chase the 30 quail away that are you inhabiting our driveway at the moment. <laughs> Goodness. Is that a usual occurrence? Um, they've been here quite a bit lately. Yeah, and they're eating weed seeds, so we're happy to have them. Ah. Uh. I didn't get to see them when they were itty bitty babies. I love them when they're just little tiny balls. These are almost full grown. Mm. And when I got home from work today, the daddy was sitting up on one of the electrical wires that go from oh, my dear. apartment to the garage. And he's fine up there. Just watching over all his babies, making sure everything was cool. Mm. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, it's it was they're fun. They're really neat birds to have around. So it makes me happy. <laughs> Do you want to say anything about the wedding, Mooney? It was glorious. Um, it was a lot of fun. It. He's only two years younger than me, but he feels a lot younger, though. I mean, his brother's five years younger. But as I was sitting there thinking about him, like, my dad was his age when he married. So he's not actually that young. It just feels like he's so much younger. And I didn't realize that they'd known each other since she was 16. Wow. So. You know, they were friends for a while, and then I don't know when exactly they started going out, but they've been engaged for, like, five years now. Wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, the speeches were nice. Nobody got drunk and did anything stupid. Nothing, you know, bad happened. The wedding went on as planned. You know, nobody, like, fell in the river or, you know. All good set things. Set themselves on fire. Um we went rafting the next day. Uh, and you said you got to see stars. Yeah, we got to see the Big Dipper. And I was trying to get my phone to show me the constellations. But all it would show me was, the, the, like, it had pictures of the constellations. But all it was labeling was the stars. And I'm like, this doesn't help. 
<laughs> at all. And I tried to take a picture of the Big Dipper, but it didn't didn't quite work. But I got a lot of other nice pictures. Um, so incredible sunsets, nice pictures of the wedding. Um, cool. Yeah, we played a lot of games, and um, there was cake. Uh, the bride mm. apparently was frosting her own damn cake on the day of the wedding at like seven in the morning. That's what we did with my brother's wedding. Yeah. So, and our our side of the family is very small, and her side of the family is ginormous. So there was a lot of, who are you again? <laughs> and the funny thing is, she only has one sister, but she's got a lot of female cousins who all look like them. And so there was a lot of, wait, I thought she only had one sister. Oh, I'm a cousin. And like her, I think it's her dad is one of six and her grandpa is one of 13. So she has like five gajillion cousins. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to live out, at least to me, in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tiny, tiny town surrounded by mountains. Basically, like an hour away from Yellowstone. Something like that. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous being able to go there, but a, a little far to drive and really expensive to fly. Mm-hmm. So we're probably again not, you know, gonna spend the next few years not really seeing much of each other. Even more so if I end up going to DC or whatever ends up happening. Um we uh I, I, I got a, a lesson in small towns today. Yeah. The, I was talking to somebody at one of the elementary schools and she said that they were waiting for somebody to pick up one of the kids and he didn't yeah. speak English and all the phone numbers on the emergency phone were the same on the emergency form oh. were the same. And when yeah. they, they called him, nobody answered, but they recognized oh, the number as a restaurant. So they drove over to the restaurant and said, Hey, go pick up your kid. Oh, <laughs> did it so, work? Yeah. Small towns. Uh, they knew, yeah. knew exactly where to go. That was, it was funny too, speaking of small towns. So, you know, the town where they had the wedding and their family lives are pretty small. And I think it's like Billings, or Billing, they're Billings or Bozeman. People are like, oh, it's getting to be a big town. There's going to be like 10,000 people. And we just started laughing so hard. We were like, oh, you guys. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what big is. No, no, not at all. No, that's one of those things that it's always dependent on what you're used to. I know, mm-hmm. but they're just, they were so excited. I've probably told this story before, but I remember being really proud when uh, the town that I grew up in was finally officially big enough to be a city. Mm-hmm. Mm. We have 20,000 people. We're a city now. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But all's well that ends well. That's cool. Now the rest of us are like, um, yeah. Uh nobody else is getting married, so good luck. <laughs> you got anything going on, Scott? Um Well, we started rehearsals for the play. I told you about that guy last yeah. week. 
Yeah, um, I forget which. What's the play? It's called "Go Back for Murder." It's an Agatha Christie story. Ah. Yep. I get to play the lawyer or the solicitor who puts everything together at the end. <laughs> hmm. You get to do the Sherlock speech, huh? Yeah, kind of. Well, some. Uh, somebody else figures out one of the things, and then I figure out something else after that, and then uh, it sort of wraps up, and there's a romance subplot and things. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're going low on rehearsals the next little while because uh, our director got an eye infection and can't see to make notes on the script oh dear <laughs> oh that's not good uh, so we're, we've canceled the rehearsal for tomorrow night and we're just going to do an extra long one on saturday that sounds good but mm-hmm. not hopefully it does all right for him but he apparently has a uh, some i i don't i'm not clear on what it's for but he has some sort of injection that he gets in his eyes every six months or so. Ooh, it's uh, and... it's wet macular degeneration because that's what mom gets too. Ah, but the last two or three times that it's happened, um, he's had this happen as well. So, oh, oh, dear. that's not good. No, no. that's so dangerous. Need to figure that out. But... Yeah, big time. Hmm. So. Other than that, mostly just last week was insane and being the end of the month and um, lots mm-hmm. of stuff. And today was slightly less insane, but not really that much because one of um, my coworkers is on vacation for the next couple of days. So we're still fairly busy doing our stuff and her stuff. And mm-hmm. that one of the guys that I could not track down to confirm ads on Friday is not around because he's in Vegas right now. So hmm. I guess uh-huh. he'll be starting his ads when he gets back sometime instead of when they were <laughs> scheduled for. <laughs> oh, well. Can only do what you can do. Yep. Now, well, it was my first day with kids and I'm subbing this week in a different class in a different school where they go for six hours instead of four hours. Mm-hmm. because we added a new class and so we're servicing about a hundred kids and we don't have enough kids for me to have my class. So I'm what hanging out at, at another, well, we have to, we don't have a hundred students. Okay. And since I'm really just an assistant teacher mm-hmm. filling in for the teacher when that we're waiting to hire, my mm-hmm. class got bumped. Until we can get and Head Start has this funky mandate that says that you have to have the class completely full before you can have class. So we oh, have to have like kids aren't coming to school before I can have my own class. Hmm. So the so, kids aren't coming helpful. to school. Well, our the center kids don't start till next Monday, so oh, it'll depend. Oh. Tomorrow they're going to see how many kids there are and whether or not we can fill up a class. Or if I need to go out and start dragging people in. And if you can't, then what? 
then my class doesn't start on time and we keep recruiting until we get enough kids at that point I'll start. And then I'll just have to go later in the year. Uh. Is the way I understand it. Okay. School systems are weird. I know. So many things that variables that change things around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm in an elementary school subbing this week, so it's kind of weird. I've never worked in an elementary school before, Hmm. but. Well, they're not that much older. No, no. And I have my preschoolers. I just see elementary kids here and there. And I don't think they're, I don't think it goes all the way to like sixth grade. I think it only goes to like third grade. Okay. I don't know that for sure, but that's kind of my my feeling about it. But all right, let's start. Maybe you're just in the pre to three wing or something. I don't know. That could be. Preschool and kindergarten's downstairs. Uh I get to take the elevator because I don't do stairs. (laughs) I remember in our um, our elementary school was K to four, but the there were two hallways. So like the grade three and fours were in one hallway and everybody else was in the other one or something like that. Yeah. But I would always swing by and uh, say hi to my kindergarten teacher. Cause I really liked her. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of kindergartners stick their head in today and wave at the preschool teacher. Cause they had her last year. Oh yeah. It was pretty funny. Anyway, I will stop talking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> So we can move on. Welcome to season nine of Parfic with. <laughs> we are going to start quickly and try to stay on topic. Well, it's because they wouldn't let me have an explosive repair with Snake and it pisses me off. Sex and snore, okay? We can't rock it like we used to. Most of us are going to bring a hip. I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> Wait, so they've turned Snape into the chef from The Little Mermaid? You just can't say that to the Dark Lord. <laughs> but I digress. Us digress? Never. <laughs> no, never, never. Chickens with Sue Hour. My mom went to Hawaii and all she brought me was a stupid chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just... <laughs> yeah, it's called... <laughs> Good night, guys. I'm already fall asleep. I think I did at one point. Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizengamot? Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) That is going in an intro, too, please. The Potter Fick Weekly. I'm Sue. Something like that. I'm Scott. And I'm Mooney. And we are doing chapter 29 or 30, depending on which way you look at it, of Brown Coat and Green Eyes. And the chapter title is Things Get Hairier. And last week, or the last time we we did this, Harry had been looking for wizards, searching all over the place. And Fox had landed on top of a statue and Harry went over and went, hmm, this magic, there's magic here and it seems familiar. And then he was like, wait, it's the stasis thing I did. 
Mm-hmm. This is the same spell he used to transfigure himself into a ring and put him, his mind in stasis. Except this is a giant statue that we figured out last time which statue it was, right? There's some, I think so. Yeah. Con- there's some uh, significance to people that they figured the Muggles would keep it around. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it raising was. of the flag. Oh, the Iwo Jima. I yeah, think so. I think you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get back there to find out what my computer's being so. a pain. Okay, wait. So are they in the statue, or did they become the statue? Because I got they very are, confused. They are a coating on the outside of the statue. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is, in fact, the very first thing that comes up, because they're looking at this giant statue, and Jane says, Wow, you people are huge! Mm-hmm. No, they're not the statue. They're just transfigured into a coating on the surface. But why didn't? Yeah. Why the coating is the part also that I well I just ugh. well because the statue was already there and they didn't want to like oh. chip out part of the statue. Although I think they made some um, hidey holes in parts of it to okay. put their things. Okay, okay. that makes so a lot of sense. They just did it as a a, a plaiting. Uh, uh, planning. I looked at the word down here that says, let's go to lunch and make a plan, and said that instead of what I was going to say, coding. Hmm. So, uh, they're starting to attract a crowd as they're standing there fawning all over the statue, so they decide to go in and have lunch and make a plan. Um, yeah, because Harry decides it's the middle of the day, it's not the time to try and untransfigure a bunch of people, especially if they're going to show up mm-hmm. naked like he did. So. Right. No, really. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Harry's thinking. Good job, Harry. Yay! Jane, Jane's all excited because he thinks they're going to steal a great big giant statue. And Harry's like, nah. Good luck with that, Jane. So, the plan they come up with is to come back really late at night uh, Harry will put up privacy wards and they'll wake him up and bring him into the restaurant where they're eating. So they rent out the restaurant for the evening because he figures that they're all going to need to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to be really hungry. Which would make sense. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get Mr. Yu to censor video feeds and keep yeah. things quiet. Mm. Yeah, and Mal's a little concerned that maybe uh, they're just unleashing a bunch of wizard criminals onto the verse, but Harry says no. He doesn't think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably not criminals who may or may not have killed the Weasleys to get his notes to Mm -hmm. figure out the spell. (laughs) Yeah. And so that we time shift to waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. And there's a retail shop next door. And Hold on. The I last... wait that they're inside the DiMaggio's. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. DiMaggio's Italian restaurant. Is oh, I haven't been at one of those in ages. Bought everything up. And um, there's a shop next door and the cleaning crew 
are just standing around outside chatting and they're like, okay, are these people ever going to leave? What are we going to do? And he, Mm -hmm. Harry suggests that Zoe should go flash them. That does not go over well. And then Jane does it instead, Mm -hmm. which is not quite what Harry had in mind, but does work to get them to go away. Yeah. And I love that he he flashes them his chest. Mm-hmm. And just, hey, boys, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after having done that, he asks, Mr. Universe is censoring the video, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I may get him to keep a copy of this one first, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And they they check in with um, Kaylee, who's back on Serenity, and they're fine. And apparently t- cheats at cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's at least winning. Yeah. And they decide, okay, I'm going to try and untransfigure just one wizard and ask them about what was going on mm-hmm. and go from there. And he tries it, and then it turns out they're actually all tied together so guess what you're getting 50 wizards instead yep <laughs> oops he says and i was like do you want to explain oops well i think i just uh woke them all up yep and, and it turns there's... out the um long-bearded naked old man who is the first <laughs> one to show up um looks very familiar and it turns out he is the headmaster who wrote the foreword to Harry's book from the earlier chapters, mm-hmm. Harry yeah. Fullerton. And all of them are quite elderly, and at first they're mm-hmm. not entirely sure why, but Harry figures this is you know, confirming his, his and River's theory that he didn't really want to be true. Right. Which is that nobody developed magic on the trip from Earth, so mm-hmm. all the people who made it here were at least middle-aged if they're still magical. Yeah. And Jane's hilarious. Jane's looking around and he's like, they're all old! It's an orgy of wrinkles out here! And he uh, talks to one of the old guys and says, you got a daughter around here, maybe? And the old man says, no, but I got a granddaughter. Oh, even better, what's her name? Jane. Jane. <laughs> Jane's like, oh, that's a handsome name. Jane? Jane, Jane. And then we have a whole lot of Janes. Yep. But Jane and... is going to call dibs on the girl Jane so that he can maybe have a girlfriend. Uh-huh. I'm not um, entirely sure that's how it works, Jane. But... Yeah. Yeah. And Harry Fullerton does not recognize Harry Potter. He's wondering, who is this youngster in front of him, and how does he know mm-hmm. so much? Well, yeah, because he's still under the charm that changes his appearance. Mm-hmm. And? They find out that they've been asleep for 250 years. That's a long time, much longer than they expected. Yeah, because Harry knows enough to have found them, but not all the things that they left behind as clues to find them, because mm-hmm. that hasn't worked out. Nope. Hey, it's our annual podcast phone call. Yeah. Give me from out of area. 
I do like the one bit in their conversation. Um, you know, Harry lists this guy's name. It was like Order of Merlin, headmaster who shut down Hogwarts, that Harry Fullerton. And the and Fullerton says, I'm curious how you knew to wake us here if you didn't know who was asleep, especially considering you apparently know of me. And then Harry says, you know, you're not headmaster anymore. You can actually ask questions rather than make statements that encourage responses. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when they ask what the date is and figure out it's been 250 years and so on. And Harry says, yes, well, um, before we go into this more, it's probably not going to be very long before your kidneys wake up. There's a bathroom over there. Uh-huh. And food. Mm-hmm. You can help yourself. I, I like the, okay, well, um, what's the date? And Harry's like, good question. Uh, Mr. Universe? <laughs> Mr. Universe is like, it's April 5th, 2521. Great, Merlin! Bye. Yep. So Harry doesn't know. Really, no, when it is, or track. when they went to sleep, or yeah, mm-hmm. but he confirms for the rest of them that they do seem to be on the level and not a bunch of evil people, and everybody's mostly asleep. Yeah, and they decide to uh, take them on as cargo, mm-hmm. and Harry wants to know what it's going to cost him. And Harry says... We should call him Fullerton, because this is getting confusing. Yeah, Fullerton. Our Harry wants to know how much it's going to cost, I think. Yes, Fullerton has left by now. He's gone to the bathroom. He's gone to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, but Harry says, well, let's... I've got some gold invested, but let's find out what they want to do first. They might not even need a ride. And Mal truckles and says, yeah, you just keep thinking that. Yep. He's being a little overly optimistic. Mm-hmm. So, they, uh... Fullerton's fallen asleep on the toilet. Mm-hmm. And Simon's offering a hundred platinum to whoever goes in there and pulls his pants up. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Harry just innervates him and wakes him up. Yeah. Wake up! Girlishly flush. Come on. Mm-hmm. Where did you get these pants? Oh, I summoned them after accidentally flashing that young, lovely young woman and causing her to cough up a cheese ball. <coughs> so that's when we find out that they've got their belongings hidden in the statue. Mm-hmm. And also a storage place nearby. Mm-hmm. And Fullerton wants to know where are the authorities? If why are just these few people coming to get them? And Harry says, "Did you want them here? Muggles don't know if magic exists." And Fullerton says, "Oh, you kept it secret. I wasn't planning for that, but okay. Um, <laughs> it's because nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. And, no, it's kind of hard." Yeah. They want to talk about, Harry wants to talk about closing down or leaving Earth that was and closing down Hogwarts. And Fullerton's like, Earth that was, that's clever. 
and he wants to you know know if the atmospheric devastation was true and harry says yeah we were just there and there's nothing left yeah that's gonna work they've apparently left they had left instructions for waking them up with the uh, smith jugson and uh, i've lost the paragraph where it was uh jackson Um, yes Smiths, Jackson, Smiths, and Jacksons, and Fullerton had assumed that Harry was one of them because that's who should know, but nope. none of them are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fullerton's like, oh, you've got ships that can go back to Earth then? That's great. Let's just do that. And like, ah, yeah. we have a ship. <laughs> That doesn't carry very many people, and Earth that was is not habitable. Mm-hmm. So they talk about going out, on, going on Serenity as cargo, and that they could put up some wizarding tents. And we find out that several of them have trunks that they can live in. So they that'll help start, take up less space. Yeah, gathering up people and paying the restaurant manager and also wiping the memories. So mm-hmm. Harry leaves them a, a, a healthy memory of the evening. And yeah. Fullerton wants to know a good way to uh, transport yeah. everybody and Harry yeah. they're, they're trying to they're trying to gather up all their trunks and stuff and things and take it with them to serenity. Well, we can, most of these we can make light and some of them are, maybe we can stick them together a little bit or something because they're mostly unshrinkable. (laughs) And Harry says, oh yeah, and shrinks them all, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has more faith in magic, apparently. Yeah. He's he's discovered that um, you can get around some of the rules of magic that are supposed to be unbreakable by deluding yourself into thinking you're doing something else Mm -hmm. so he just expanded the entire universe around these things instead of shrinking these things right which is so much easier apparently (laughs) does the same thing yeah and terry says you know it doesn't work on a lot of things but it's a nice party trick when it does work Mm mm-hmm and it turns out there are 47 people and 25, 27 of them, 27 of them can do magic um, or at least have wands that they got before they left Earth. Mm-hmm. And a few of the others who are, you know, 60s, 70s have accidental magic occasionally. But nothing controllable. Yeah. And as far as Fullerton is aware, they're the only cache of wizards yeah and then we meet Algernon Longbottom potions professor professor deputy headmaster and I absolutely love that a Longbottom is a potions professor yeah but you were saying Mooney hold on so you lose magic once you leave earth correct you, you don't no longer lose... develop ma- magic once right. you leave them. So any kids who are born on the ship 
couldn't didn't have any magic to absorb to charge up their magical core and right. anybody who was you know too young when they left had only absorbed a little bit and hadn't mm-hmm. you know, got to the Hogwarts training stage yet okay so so they, then the adults as long as they had it before they left don't lose it once they go into space no, no they're just all getting old now okay yeah They've been around a long time. This is so depressing. I know. Mm-hmm. So they these guys held off as long as they could, waiting for signs of magic in children, powers to grow, nurture, prosper, and nothing ever happened. So right. they uh, decided to put themselves in stasis and let magic sort of come or let them find planets where magic was yeah, so they could figure it out apparently nobody did mm-hmm. and the wizards were snapping and and killing themselves and other people because they were getting depressed and didn't know and stopped kind of controlling their magic and different things like that so mm-hmm. And when they, uh, when lots of wizards started snapping, some people thought that maybe it was magic that didn't want to die. Mm. It's way of kind of keeping magic going. Yeah. So they ended up basically obliviating all the muggles to get rid of the knowledge of magic that they'd let them get on the trip there because there was no point Mm -hmm. in hiding it anymore, except. What was the point of them knowing about it if all the wizards were going to go away? Right. So they got rid of it. And then people just thought there were a lot of people getting space dementia and not being able to handle life outside of a spaceship now because they've been on it for so long. Which there's probably a lot of that, too. Mm hmm. And there were apparently several hundred wizards who. Uh, stole a ship and tried to get back to Earth, but nobody's ever heard anything about them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and Harry wants to know how they managed to put themselves in status. Stasis. And Fullerton said, well, have you ever heard of Harry Potter? And Harry's like, yeah, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, yes, well, I definitely heard idea. of him. <laughs> and, and Algie's like, bloody arrogant, if you ask me, and Fullerton said, well, he never got over the death of his wife. And so they're talking about him. And then Harry says, you you sound like you knew him pretty well. And Fullerton says, no, I saw him briefly, but we were never introduced. But since he never died, his headmaster portrait never activated. So he, no, he didn't he's even get never to talk really to met him. Mm-hmm. But Will Weasley at some point um, came to Fullerton with Harry's spell and explained um, well, explained what Harry had done and he confined himself in this ring and asked if they should bring him back to try and deal with the dying planet thing and Fullerton didn't think it was worth it because, you know, what would he be able to do Mm -hmm. but he did get inspired by the idea and, you know, looked into the, the spell work and 
I guess he, he actually didn't even think about it for a while, but he got the diagram for the spell and it just sort of sat in his library for 70 years. And then um, one of the Weasley descendants basically went nuts and poisoned all her friends and family because she couldn't mm-hmm. stand the idea of them living without magic. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So that's where the name Weasley went. Hmm. Yeah. And Will went on a different ship and he passed away on the flight over. Potter was supposedly a family ring for the Weasleys, but they never could locate it. So they think that Potter died when the family did. Or maybe one of the lesser. They didn't realize he'd been transferred on to the Weatherbees. Mm-hmm. Through a female line, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Which makes it very odd that there actually was a Weatherby that married into the Weasleys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming that Fudge, it was like Professor Bins and just couldn't remember names properly. I'm sure there must have been a Weatherby. He just couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. He just was well, whoever the heck misusing Croucher, yeah, whoever Crouch. he worked for. Yeah, yeah. But, but at any rate, they have no idea what happened to Harry Potter. At the um, yeah, Harry about just that. Sort of goes, um, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Hmm. Hmm. And Harry actually drops, um, oh, no, because I thought Harry was dropping clues because he's asking about, wondering about my lineage, but it's... Well, yeah, he is dropping clues. They're just all thick as bricks. He was wondering Mm -hmm. about, you know, whether he was a Smith or a Jackson or a Jackson. And those were the three that they just sort of left out as a fallback to, you know... They they Take swore magical up. oaths that they were to pass the knowledge of the plan down to their family members, and then whenever magical people started showing back up, they'd come and wake these guys. Mm-hmm. And Rivers like, um, they swore magical oaths when nobody had magic anymore. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fullerton just says, oh. Wizards don't have an ounce of logic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harry, you know, well, she says, I'm sort of magical. And Harry says, you know, it's the same as the kids you were talking about. She's got the dominant gene, but no actual magic. But she does have a talent for legitimacy and some seeing. <laughs> and... So Fullerton is figuring out, okay, you're not part of some new wave of magical births. So who exactly are you? Mm -hmm. Uh, You obviously can't time travel uh, into the future. So you must have time traveled from the future to now to wake us up. And it's like, um, no, no, No. that's not, uh, no. And then he, um, says, well, hmm, the reason I recognize the spell on that statue is because it's a variation of my spell. My spell. So, what do you mean, your spell? That was for a Harry Potter... Oh. oh. 
Oh, goodness me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he says, oh, Harry as in Harry. And Algernon says, Harry as in Harry? Who's he? Yeah. <laughs> and Mal's like, a bloody arrogant guy, I reckon. I love how Mal's suddenly speaking British English. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, River <laughs> says, well, if you're interested, the, his wife's portrait's behind you. And uh, then he figures it out. Yeah. And Harry's just grinning at the wall. And mm-hmm. Fullerton says, it's the prophecy coming true. And he's like, no, not another prophecy. Yeah. Kidding. Only kidding. And then they want to know why Harry's in the 26th century. And Harry says, well, it's a bit of a long story. And we move on to Serenity Sky and the Evil Babies. Chapter 30, a.k.a. 31, depending on what you're looking at. I don't remember Evil Babies. Hmm. And Harry's showing Fullerton the pensive, which Mm -hmm. was apparently the headmaster's pensive for a while. Yeah. He's like, that's mine. And Harry's like, no, this is Albus Dumbledore's. Well, yeah, but he left it to Hogwarts. So. And then it was supposed to be in the locker with um, the the substation stations with Sam Jackson. Yeah. And they were one of the ones looking after it. And Fullerton assures Harry that by his time, the Jugsons were all trustworthy people, even though they were (laughs) Death Eaters in Harry's time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They talk about the trip to Earth that only, the Earth it was, that only takes three weeks each way. And Fullerton says, we can go home. And he says, well. No. River's like, what is it about oceans boiling away that people don't understand? Human life cannot survive on the surface. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, maybe we can uh, bring ice cubes with us and cool things down a bit. And they're like, oh my yeah, God. No. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you know, if we've got the technology for traveling three weeks each way, we can, you know, take all sorts of things and get started on fixing it. And there he says, um, when I said we got that technology recently, I meant. Uh, last week. <laughs> yeah. And now there is Frank's one on ship, ship and we don't and get to we, order We're going around. to return the ship, but then uh, the ship um, woke up, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. And Harry's like, and besides, we don't need him. We can go to Earth right there. And Fullerton's like, how? And Harry said, vanishing cabinets. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Luna's portrait is here, so anyone inside can knock and she'll swing open. Albus, Dor's, mm-hmm. Albus Dumbledore's portrait is on the matching cabinet in the Goblin Village. And Algernon's like, stop. I need to take a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, now go. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's and... just throwing in all sorts of surprising things. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Harry says he's going to take him to see Hogwarts. And Fullerton's like, oh, good, our protections are holding. And Harry's like, I'm going to take you there so you understand. And so they send Dig Dug ahead to let the goblins know they're coming. 
and they get the uh, spacesuits so that they can be out on their surface. Mm-hmm. And Fox is just going to take them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll go through the vanishing cabinet, and then Fox can take them from there. Yeah. And, yeah, they get to the um, the vaults, and Fullerton recognizes a bunch of the different portraits because they're all headmasters and headmistresses mm-hmm. and such. And he says, you know, that's that's what we have that survived of Hogwarts. Most of the smaller things, any portable artifacts, the library, etc., has survived. But the castle is not. Yeah. And they... Algy wants to know if uh, they're on sacred goblin ground. And Harry's like, nope, you're just in my vault. So they uh, go out to where Hogwarts were, and it's just black and dirty brown cartage that leads off to an orange horizon. And Algy's like, this is Earth. And Fullerton's like, oh my. And he turns around, and it's the castle. And so Fox sings to them to kind of make them feel a little better because they are staring at their home and it is totally ruined. And Fullerton wants to know if there was something he could have done differently. I'm sure there was. And they said, there's nothing you could have done to save it. There's nothing anything could have done. And the only reason anything was saved is because of the Phoenixes. And they Mm -hmm. took the goblins and the trunks that contained all the smaller things, and that's it. Um, Yeah. The phoenixes were the only thing that survived, as far as they can tell. Not even ghosts Ghosts or heliopaths. Heliopaths. Well, the only other survivor I know of is annoying. (laughs) Because just peeves. Uh, Algy says, not even the bloody apocalypse could get rid of that wretched thing. And Aries mm-hmm. tells him that he's set up shop with Frank, yeah, the, ship. the ship. Who has so. got his body from the Alliance, his brain from Mr. Universe, and his life from either Harry, if you listen to River, or the area around Hogwarts, if you listen to Harry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, Harry. Uh, Explains a little bit more because Alderdon's like, doesn't Mr. Universe need his brain? And he's like, no, these are AIs and it's a copy and etc. And yeah. Alderdon's like, is the future just really messed up? Or is it me? Define your terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they talk about, you know, stealing newborns that have the M gene and bringing them down to Harry's vault. Um, Harry, mm-hmm. and they refine this over the next couple chapters, and end up coming up with the plan to set up more vanishing cabinets and things as just regular doorways or an elevator, and make the vault <laughs> into elevator. dorm rooms, mm-hmm. so like people can go to their college or their elementary school or whatever on some planet in the firefly galaxy or solar system i guess it's the same galaxy um 
mm-hmm. but uh, when they go to sleep at night, they're actually going into the vault on Earth and just don't know it. So right. they will be spending a lot of time there and get a chance to absorb some magic and see if Would that'll it even do work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're hoping, right. anyway. Well, wait, 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 wait. Would why would why should they not know? I mean, why would it be a bad thing to say? Here's what we're actually doing to you. Just well, because people don't believe in magic anymore, they don't right. know it exists. Oh, in that sense. But mm-hmm. once they, once they, uh, if they manage to get a generation or so going, so that it, there's actually stuff they can show off about it, I imagine yeah. they could. Yeah. try and reveal it but then there's also the alliance and they're not so sure if you know these are people you want knowing that magic exists fair point uh, well i never said it, but they should tell them mm-hmm. well it would depend on the people i'm sure if you could find some people that say like we've got this experiment we think you might have the potential to become magical if you spend a lot of time at our school will you come mm. but you know, I'm not sure that would work for everybody. Right. And so they're they're trying to figure this out. And Dig Dog is the one that says, well, you could kidnap babies. And Harry and Algy kind of think about it. And Fullerton's like, we're not kidnapping babies. That's wrong. And River's like, well, what about evil babies? They need to be imprisoned anyway. And Dig Dog's like, yeah, evil Voldemort. babies. Great idea. It's like, yeah, we don't want to make the evil people magical. That's not a good idea. Yeah, and then Algy's like, well, you know, if they're evil wizards, then we'll just keep them imprisoned. Maybe two to a cell, a man and a woman, good birthing hips? And Fullerton is uh, like, we are yeah. not kidnapping evil babies. So that's where that comes from for the chapter mm-hmm. title. But in the meantime, they decide to try and check in on the three fam- families that they left that were supposed to come and free them or look for magical worlds or things like that and see what's going on. And Mr. Universe has managed to track down um, Freddie Jugson and his friend. Um, is it one of the Smiths? I can't remember which who his friend is. Mm. Uh, John something. Um they apparently are roommates and live together. So they go to visit these people and say, hey, mm-hmm. we're here to talk about the, the secret things. Um, and so they they go in and discover that um, the whole thing has developed radically off the direction they wanted. And they are now, these families are now vigilantly looking out for magical things and planets in order to destroy them so the wizard demons can't take over. Right. Uh, so oh instead of being protective, they're, yeah, they've got it all mixed up. So they've like basically turned bad... into the descendants of scholars in the Fantastic Beasts universe. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, we're we're checking everything out and making sure nothing strange is happening. If and, and if anything does, we go in and make sure the wizard demons aren't taking over. And... Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. And it's like, wait, are you saying the demons are about to rise? Or are they going to rise soon? Or... Uh, it's yeah. them! <gasps> yep. Yeah. 
Oh no! Okay, um, uh, memory charms all around. Uh, that's just this didn't happen. You've been playing cards all day. It's fine. And they leave. Nothing only... to see here. Yeah, they don't check through the place very well. No, nope. so one of them had a girlfriend a from the third family who now is convinced that the wizard demons have come back and done something weird to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And this is probably not going to go well, but we haven't seen the rest yeah, of that thread yet. Know what's going to happen? Head yet desk. Head desk. <laughs> People, have you learned nothing? Ugh. Uh, yeah, and it's like uh, when boyfriend. they they leave and come back. Um, River says, "How oh, was it? What a good day." And Harry says, "I'm not sure I'd call it good." Um, well, did Jane get to shoot anybody or at least use a grenade? No, we just manipulated a couple muggles' brains because they thought we were evil demons. Then wiped their memories so they'd never know we were ever there. No harm, no hell. And River's yeah. like, ah, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, uh, Stephanie, that's the girlfriend, leaves as quickly as she can to go tell somebody. About what's going on it's before like the, the wizard scene demons from can Good get her on the too. Yeah, because wait till John, I like, tell oh. you. Yeah, John opens his closet and it's like, Stephanie, what are you doing in there? It's like you told me to hide it here. No, we've just been playing cards all afternoon. Um, no, we haven't. <laughs> no, there's been evil wizards here, wizard demons. Oh, I wonder if they're in my creature codex book. Wizard demons. I'll have to go look them up. <laughs> there are probably demons that can cast spells, but I don't know that they would call them that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So then we go to chapter 31, Rings and Schools of Thought. And Mal is amused that there is a group of people who want to kill them all. Yeah. He's like, no, no, they don't want to kill wizards. They think they're immortal. They want to hunt and cage wizards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, Mm. not so much. So they're still looking for a magical planet that they haven't found yet. Um, so yeah, they're they're kind of in limbo once again. Yeah. So now, should the wizards go back and? Status, what should they do? Yeah. And Harry's not sure whether he should be going with them mm-hmm. or not. And or they're not sure whether Harry's thinking about that. And he's just sort of gazing off into space, not answering. And then he says, Oh no, I'm not planning to ever do that again. I and I don't think they should either, but it's just one possibility that might happen. And then we get a scene with Simon, Kaylee, and Harry. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the wizards are trying to figure out what makes people magical. And they've got Harry's vault, so they've got access to the planet. And they're uh Harry Harry's like trying to convince them to have the baby down on Earth so that they can find out because, you know, they, they think can, be, they can become magical. Would have the magic gene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're mostly playing a joke on Simon. 
Yes. But yeah, still, so it would be interesting to find out. Yeah. And 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 she's like, she's hilarious because somebody's like, we are not moving to Harry's vault. I refuse. I forbid it. And she's like, oh, of course not. That would be horrible. No offense to the gar- goblins. I just wanted you to know I've decided to sell them my baby. What? <laughs> well, they just need to experiment on babies. That's all. Harry assures me that it's the decent thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. and we could just make it other and, and hey yeah. if you're still short in cash you can sell that one too says Harry yeah same price I don't <laughs> see why not but 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 that's our baby and they've don't all just worry. been concocting totally this take, whole thing to make um, to make Simon's yeah. face make interesting things uh, yeah so. and then Kaylee gets really mad at it because he believes her <laughs> You honestly thought for a minute I would sell our baby? That's just sick. Yeah. And apparently Simon has also come to talk to Harry because he wants advice on ring shopping. Yes. And now he's like, okay, first you got to work on the attitude around it. Are you doing this because she's pregnant? Mm-hmm. He says yes. He's like, no, 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 no. no. That's you're not, not doing doing this because she's pregnant. You're doing this because you love her and want to marry her. Mm-hmm. He says, "Well, yes, I want to spend the rest of my life with her." But as to specifically why now, and Harry's like, "No, just do, do nope. not bring that part up. Nope. <laughs> just tell her you love her and you want to spend the rest of her life with her. And yeah. It has nothing to do with pregnancy." And Simon's all confused, and he's like, you know, she's going to say yes. And Harry's like, no, she's going to say no. And Simon's like, she's not going to say no. And Harry's like, that. well, we've talked about marriage before, and I know how she feels about me. And Harry's like, of course, she's never changed her mind before, right? And he gets Simon all worried and thinking that she might say no. And then he says, let's get the captain in on this, too. <laughs> because the captain might need a ring as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also because he can help wrangle Kaylee away while this is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah speaking sir. of engagements. So, when my cousin was giving his best man speech, he kept it short and sweet and nobody drunkenly babbled or, you know, started crying or anything, which was great. Um, Basically, it was talking about how, you know, they'd been going out for a couple years and he didn't want to call her his brother's girlfriend. It just didn't seem right to him. So he he called her his sister-in-law and the two of them were like, oh God, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, we're not getting married. No, 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 not happening, not happening, not happening. And he ended his speech with, well, I'm here to say I told you so. (laughs) Uh that's fun yeah so they go in to go ring shopping and Simon's looking at these big gaudy rings but he's not you know finds out how much they are and he's like holy smokes do I really need to do this and Harry's telling him you need to look for something that she's going to like and she's, you know, not. And of course, we we have we don't have enough Henrys in this story, or Harry. So now we have Harry and 
Henry, just because we need the (laughs) at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's probably French. Yeah. French French, form of the name. Yeah. And so they they find one that's a little less ostentatious and has little rubies on it that look kind of like strawberries and you know she really likes strawberries mm-hmm. so. according to google soccer blue is the equivalent of dam which makes it very interesting because that comes up in the little mermaid if i recall correctly yeah mm-hmm. but you don't know what it is so it says it works A parental bonus mm-hmm. Lit- literally sacred blue which i'm not entirely sure what it refers to but well, blue is a term for bad language in like mm-hmm. comedy and stuff like that, so could be related, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense cuz the literal initial meaning of damn, you know, damnation. Mhm. Mhm. Ah. Okay, it's an alteration of Sacre Dieu, which is Holy God. Ah, uh, God, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like um, Dang or something. It's where you take the the actual, you know, referential phrase and change it a little bit to be more palatable. Ah, uh-huh. right. Or like so how. Um, People say H E double hockey sticks. Yeah. But anyway, back to the fic. Yeah, so they're looking at the one that looks like strawberries and Henry says how much it costs and Simon's like, or not. And Harry's like, Don't get cheap on us now, you've got that much. And Simon's like, That's more than half my savings. That's more than my blood analyzer costs. And he yeah. uh, says, nope, you got to do it. Yeah. And that's the only one that's speaking to him that seems like something that would fit. <laughs> yeah. And Harry says, well, in the old days, a man had to cut off one of his testicles to prove his love. So, you know, this isn't so bad. And Simon's like, you just made that up. And Harry's like, did I? Did I? <laughs> And Henry says, "It's true." <laughs> so they're ganging up on him. Yeah. It's like that scene from my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, mostly I agree with Simon here. Like I've, it would obviously depend on whatever girl I end up with and what sorts of things she likes. But it's, it seems very overdone to me the amount of things that we've decided are necessary for a wedding mm-hmm. yeah I no, know. Absolutely. people just used to use their regular sunday clothes that were the nice oh, clothes yeah. they wore and right you just get a regular you know ring of some kind mm-hmm. sometimes there weren't even rings they'd do hand fasting and it was a rope yeah you know? right but well this is why i've been arguing with my father for years about you know if I ever get married I adamantly refuse to buy a dress that I'm only going to wear once Mm -hmm. ergo I am not buying a white dress you know I want something that I'm going to like that I can wear for other occasions Mm -hmm. 
you could have a white dress as long as it's in I do more not of like a sundress sun style. Dress. <laughs> well, yes. In that case, don't get one. But I right. mean, there's, there's nothing that says nobody can wear white dresses except at weddings. Right. True. But yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, I don't really wear rings to begin with. I've got a hard enough time even wearing like normal rings, you know, as much as I would want one. I don't know if I'd ever wear it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could use it as a necklace or something. Yeah, I was just I don't, I don't really thing. do that either. I just I'm not a really good jewelry person. I mean, it's I'm hard pressed to get me into like earrings. Hmm. I put earrings in for something the other day. I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, "Ooh, I dressed up. I put in." Yeah, I know. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, like my cousin right. just gave him, so they he had a ring made, a friend made his ring, and then he gave so his little brother was very confused because he had the rings, but he had three of them. And he couldn't figure out why he had three of them. So he took out the rings and just gave them to his brother, which was just like, you deal with it. I got them here. <laughs> I'm done. And then yeah. we, were gonna, we went rafting the next day and she's sitting there with her, fi- you know, looking at her fingers going, oh, shit, I shouldn't be wearing these because they're not quite snug. I'm going to lose them. So she takes them off and like hands them over to a relative and was like, keep hold of these because I don't want to lose them. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. And everybody mm-hmm. was j- kidding her, but you took them off already? You haven't even worn them in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, we finish up with Simon and Mal's going to get a gift for Nara. But yeah. he's not going to get a ring kind of like Harry was suggesting. He's decided he's going to get her a gun. Yeah. Oh dear. And so like, she can uh, feel like more of part of the crew. Right. <laughs> so Harry convinces him to get it engraved at least. So there's mm-hmm. you know, something personal about it. Yeah. He wants to know if she can handle a gun. And I was like, well, yeah, she's been trained in it. And you want, you want, do you think she wants one that's lightweight and a bit girly? And the freckle faced okay. clerk is like, only the person the person that buys this is, is the only one allowed to carry it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And they keep talking about how they're going to give it to Anara. And he's like, you can't do that. And they're just going to memory charge him at the end anyhow, so it doesn't matter. And He's getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to enforce the law. Uh, yeah. And not get himself in trouble. Law. Huh. But then... Um, Harry pulls out the Deus Ex Machina by um, charging it to General Manfred Asbach, which is a um, code word to Mr. Universe to get him to make up some things. And so now Mal is a special agent. Right. <laughs> has a, the, the authorization to buy pieces for other people. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yep. And then we shift back to the ship and Fullerton has been doing research, trying to figure out if any of the planets that have been discovered since they went into stasis might be magical. And so far there doesn't seem to be anything. There's, there's no evidence of any of them having something strange about them. And 
we go through that for a while and they they keep talking about possible things they can do like getting people into harry's vault and uh, maybe doing rings doing the ring stasis thing as a sort of rotation uh, and so on until they can figure it out and yeah they just aren't the putting themselves back in stasis isn't the best idea either because they might you know wake up with uh no atmosphere or something like that if something goes wrong so that's that's not a great idea either yeah they do at least decide that the families that are living in their trunks anyway will put those trunks in harry's vault so they so funny sort of start trying to absorb some magic and there were a couple of young families or young couples that were waiting to start families and went into stasis with them so they will have their kids in Harry's vault and see how that works out. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, going back and forth about all of this stuff. And eventually river comes up and says, you know, there's a thing you're not thinking about. Yeah. There is a planet that we know of that has had strange things happen on it that may well be magical. And it's Miranda. Right. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Definitely did not see that coming. I probably mm. should have. Yeah. And then we move on to chapter 32, which mm. is maladjusted. <laughs> yep. And so. So Reavers were wizards. Yeah. yeah. Or could have been. Could have been. Fantastic. It's a great use of Miranda. I mean, you got to give the author really good kudos no, for this. This is great. Mm-hmm. And it's about the right percentage, too. Of right. Population. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great call. And uh, So what they've basically worked out is that the packs worked and would, on any other planet, just have, you know, calmed people down and made them passive and obedient the way the Alliance wanted, but because there was this wizard population that kept rejecting it and pushing it out... And a magic planet. Yeah, the magic planet just sort of kept... um, It kept reflecting back and forth at each other, so it concentrated Mm -hmm. and concentrated and concentrated until there was so much... actually work? Who knows? They explain it a little bit better in the story, but it goes on for a longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of, my eyes kind of glazed over <laughs> after a bit. I'm like, oh, it doesn't make sense. I quit. Mm-hmm. There's So they go through and explain to Fullerton what happened in Serenity and the whole thing yeah. with Miranda. Yeah. Um, and, and eventually we, we get to the part where Harry and River are talking to them about it and all of a sudden Harry's like oh crud and River's like what's the matter he's like we've got to tell Mal (laughs) she smiles Jane starts chuckling and Harry's like does that mean you're volunteering and Jane's like oh no no this one's all you Mm -hmm. 
and Mr. Universe is like, ah, you're going full circle. And Harry's like, what do you mean full circle? And he said, well, I thought the people of Serenity might have started to like you. Good to know you're stamping that right out. Yep. Poor Harry. <laughs> and while they're explaining, they've uh, got Mr. Universe going through some of the government files and things to see where things are on that. If if anybody else is being sent after River, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, and he's using that to narrate some of what happened to them. And at one point, he comes across we they led the Alliance cruiser into a trap where they were surrounded da, 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 by the degenerate pirate and his illegal broadcasting substation. Oh, I've got to update that. <laughs> <laughs> says, oh, Harry, you're officially drastic measures. And they they have a bomb that they're going to use to destroy Miranda completely. Hmm. But, uh... Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Especially if they do want to use it to be magical. Yeah, yeah that's a big problem. Says, uh, we can't let that happen. And so they're going to have to fix it. Yeah. And... He lets Harry lets Fullerton borrow Mr. Universe to research more on the Reavers and the packs mm-hmm. and try and figure it out. Um, and I think it is it's either later in this chapter or the the next one where they go into the full you know scientific explanation of what happened. But right. basically, it is that um, the packs was somehow, um, I guess made slightly alive by the magical atmosphere so it kept trying to do its job but then there was this population that it wasn't working on so they kept pumping more and more in and Mm -hmm. that was what you know completely put them over the top yeah Mm -hmm. and then we have a scene with Zoe and Inara and she's considering not taking clients anymore. She doesn't right. really want to. And, you know, by companion standards, most of, mm-hmm. most of the girls her age are married and the other third of them are in academies teaching or running houses. And so it's like, you're 27. <laughs> but... Well, that's like a hundred in companion years. It's like dog years, you know? Hmm. And mm-hmm. basically yeah. she's, Having trouble admitting to herself that she likes Mel. She's an old right. maid, huh? <laughs> I know. We got oh lots my of drama God, people. On. And then Mal comes in and he knocks. And she's like, oh. you knocked? And he's like, sorry, it won't happen again. Zoe's like, I'll leave you guys alone. Must be serious. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, come in to give her his present that he got. Yes. And she's like, it's a gun. Yay. Yeah. But it does have the inscription and she gets a little bit warm and fuzzy about it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I hate guns, but it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so and you did it just for me, so you know, and then she accidentally <laughs> shoots it. It almost hits him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got told Last week, I, I'm not used to... I've never held a firearm until two weeks ago because my family, well, my dad at least, thinks I'm too stupid to figure out which end <clears> to <throat> fire at people and I'd actually shoot myself. 
Um, I point out that I'm not that dumb, but you know, somebody had a pistol and was like, do you want to hold this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, just sitting there going, good God, this is heavy. Yeah, they're heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Zoe pops back in and says, uh, is everybody okay? And Arnar's uh, like, sort yeah, of? I'm just playing with my new gun. Your new sir, Zoe, can I speak <laughs> to you a minute? <laughs> and, uh, Yep. So he's like, you got her a gun? What happened to the ten minutes I was gone? And he said, I wanted her to know she was part of the c- crew, not just some tenant running, renting the shuttle. Uh, and uh, so you gave her a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd and... she take it? Well, she shot me in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, she was really. surprised, but then she started crying. They were happy mm-hmm. tears. Happy tears. Yeah. And he admits that Harry suggested getting the inscription, but he thought of it yeah. himself. Yeah, even Harry was impressed. Uh-huh. Thought of what he inscribed, which was we saw it here, but I missed I didn't think it's to Serenity on one side and I can't remember what's on the other side. I think just her name. Yeah, that's it. I thought so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we move to Jane. Who is writing more in the book of Jane, mm-hmm. whilst the other Jane oh, is trying, trying to, sleep. to sleep? Yeah, and oh, you just want to smack him, or at least I just want—I've been wanting to kick him in the balls all all thick. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Jane. Yeah, it is pretty much Jane. Hmm. So. He's like, the book of Jane, and she's like, are you trying to talk to me? And he's like, no, baby, go back to sleep. Daddy's got work to do. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And eventually she's like, if you're going to keep just muttering to yourself as you do this, I want one too. Yeah, so he takes it to Harry, and Harry replicates it for him. And then she just totally one-ups him. It's hilarious. Yep. So. He's like, the book of Jane. And she's like, the book of Jane's Jane. And he looks at her shocked because he's being mocked. And she just smiles. And he's like, I hope Zoe's not too hurt, but maybe threesome. Because he still thinks that um, Zoe voluntarily got into bed with him. Right. As opposed to them both being placed (laughs) there by Harry and Mal. Uh Uh-huh. And so she's like, uh, so it turns out some boys get named Jane, got one, bagged him, tagged him. He's a bit of a pig, but he does wear tiny briefs with cute squirrels on them. So every time he says something that's rude, she just one-ups him. It's pretty funny. Yep. And then they've apparently been taking turns being Tarzan. Yeah. And Jane. (laughs) Yep. And we shift to um, Harry's plans for, let's see, he's talked to the goblins, he's outlined a plan with the wizard, he's talked to Duncan, uh, Kaylee's gotten... Good God, can't everybody do this? And something themselves? Does Harry have to do it? Well, 
he's organizing something and it's not I guess it's the it's the trip to Miranda. He's talking about all the things that he needs to do that and he's done absolutely everything he can except talk to Mel and so right. now he has to talk to Mel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Mel comes in, you know, Harry, there you are. It's like is something up and he's like I don't know, is there? Yep. We think we may have located a magical planet. Great news. So the wizards might be out of your hair pretty soon. That's good news, isn't it? And River's like, it's Miranda. The bad news is. (laughs) Yeah. River goes, it's Miranda. What? Yeah. And Harry's like, I know what you're thinking. Okay, I don't. But I can guess. And here's our plan. Because we've got lots of wizards here. And so we can do things that the Reavers can't. And he's, you know, if I really thought the risk was too high, I wouldn't risk you guys. And Mal Hmm. just sort of looks at him, and then he kind of questions River and Zoe and Inara. He wants to see if everybody's okay with this. And he's like, you've run this past everybody except me. And he just says, okay. And Harry's like, really? Do you want to convince me otherwise? No, no, that's fine. No. <laughs> yeah. So they and Harry's not quite sure about this yet either, but he's he's working on it and making sure that he's got it as safe as he can possibly. Yeah, they figured they'll cast disillusionment charms on the ship so they can't even see it and just float through and land mm-hmm. like they did before. Right, and. They'll send the goblins in to clean up all the bodies because they've got strong stomachs and they don't care. And Frank can pick up supplies from Duncan and keep supplies coming, so they've got that down. Mm-hmm. So they just have to get past the river shifts, ships and figure it out. And they'll be just about set. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Mal's like, you really think Miranda's a magical planet? The sort of place you've been looking for? And Harry's like, with our luck, is there any chance it's not? <laughs> it's so true. Fair point. Mm. And then we find out that Fullerton thinks he can cure him. Yeah. He's been researching. Yeah. And he thinks the thing to do is use the packs again. Mm-hmm. But to do it in controlled doses. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough that the magic immediately fights it off. Just enough to calm them down past the murderous adrenaline stage that they're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if they can do that, they'd have this whole chunk of people already on a born on a magical planet with the M gene or who have already spent time on a magical planet with the M gene. And so that's the, the plan. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And Harry says, yeah, I'm not going to put anyone at risk. If there's any question of your safety at all, just kill him. It doesn't matter. But if we can, oh dear, you know, capture some, then we're going to try this. 
Mm-hmm. And Inara is trying to tell him he doesn't owe magic anything. And Harry says, "Well, I disagree. You know, if I didn't have magic, would I be this healthy at 154? Would I mm-hmm. even be here after 384 year nap? You know." Yeah, there needs to be some reason that I'm here now. And Mal kind of leaves and Harry's like, hey, he didn't shoot me. That's a good thing, right? And Zoe looks at Onara and says, do you still need to practice your aim? And Harry's like, wait a minute. (laughs) I could have just not brought this up at all until we were there, but I'm, you know, floating it to you guys because I'm not sure either. And mm-hmm. maybe if we're all, if we all decide this is a bad plan, we can convince Fullerton that it's a bad plan. And if yeah. we plan to go for it, we can plan for that. And... Yeah. So Mao's up on the catwalk and Anara and Zoe come out and he wants to know if they're his. Harry's emissaries. <laughs> and so he says, well, he wants us all on the bridge in about an hour. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about this. Yeah. And he thinks they're going to be here to, you know, try and get him on side. And, and I was like, no, this, this isn't our problem. And he's like, oh, reverse psychology. You know, this is, is this even something we're supposed to be involved in? We're not wizards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little too late for that. And Val's like, who says the Reavers even want to be cured? But they're going to figure this out. And it turns out that, um, on a side note, River is officially, uh, Inara is officially an accredited member of the Companion Guild, no matter if she doesn't have any clients from now on. Right. Because. Thanks to Harry and his yeah, tea. Harry yeah. asked for her to be. She's technically assigned to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's like, well, if I lose status, then he loses his tea hookup, and so he's made it so that he won't do that. Yep. And, and then we get to Fullerton's explanation of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which we've pretty much glossed yeah. over and told Talked what we understand already. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they were kind of Apparently doing this as a, oh, the the other thing that he's figured out or thinks he might have figured out is that they deliberately set off the unification war after Miranda tanked so that it wasn't on people's minds anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that they would be able to cover it up. Yeah. Was that at all hinted at in the original series? Doubt it? I don't know. Not specifically, no. I didn't no, think so. But 
he's saying yeah. like these are you know savvy political people they wouldn't have necessarily had such yeah. terrible um that their conditions and things wouldn't have been as harsh if they weren't trying to set something off so, i mean it's it's this not is brilliant like plot usage yeah, it's not canon mm-hmm. but it's could conceivably have been so you know yeah, yeah. so we what we find out is that basically magic makes the pack stronger mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what and because they were nine percent of the population to die yeah because now, they were spreading it so much over the planet the planet kind of uh, tried to balance everything off and put this mild aggression into the air. Mm-hmm. And then the drug was not designed to do that. And it sort of mutated to balance that out. And then the planet kept coming back again and so on. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. And they try and explain the numbers to Jane, and it doesn't work. No. No, no. And finally, Perry just says, magic made the packs a lot stronger. (laughs) Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, and Mel wants to know, if you cure them and they just want to die, then are you going to let them die? And Harry says, yeah, basically. Um... And we're not going to hesitate to put them down. If we can capture them and help them, then that's fine. But I'm not putting anybody at risk. And that's... Yeah. And they're planning to um, administer the packs intravenously to individual Reavers instead of trying to put it into the air again, because that obviously didn't work. Good call. Yeah. Although that's going to take a long time. Yep. Well, and it depends on how many reavers they catch and and mm-hmm. different things like that. Yeah. And Harry's still not positive this is what he wants to do, but he's allowing himself to be persuaded. Yeah. And, and he says, you know, we're not misunderstanding the danger here. Nobody should hesitate to put them down if you have to, but if we can capture them, then it's worth the effort. Even if we only save a thousand of them, that'd be a thousand more possible wizards. Right. Yeah, but could you imagine if they become sane again and realizing what they've done, what that would do? Yeah, I think that comes up in the later chapters. Yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah. I haven't got that far in the No, it, it does. I'm sure it does. They mention the possibility here too. They they're hoping that the reaver state of mind is such that it'll all just sort of be a blur and they won't remember much. Yeah. But yeah. they have yeah. no way to guarantee that really at this point. No. And so uh Mal says, Harry, your problems are our problems when we make them ours. Jane's mom wasn't your problem. River's head wasn't your problem. And Ara's status with the guild wasn't your problem. 
All this talk is giving me a headache. Let's go to Miranda and get this over with. And he walks off. You're turning into a woman, Harry. And Harry's like, I love you too, Captain. And then they they all kind of give him heck as they walk out. But mm-hmm. Jane wants to know if he can still shoot some reavers because, you know, Jane's all about shooting things. Oh, yes. Well, they've got tranquilizer guns. Yeah. So he could shoot lots of them with that. I don't know if those would work. Mm-hmm. And so the tension's rising. Rivers brought Serenity to a stop, and they've uh, put disillusionment, disillusion charms and muggle aversion charms all around the outside of the ship. They thought about a Fidelius, but they weren't sure if that would work. Yeah, and... It doesn't have a fixed spatial reference point because it's moving. Yeah. Harry and Fullerton had to go to the ship to do the disillusion and the muggle charms. And while they did that, Inara, who was supposed to be helping them, uh, got hit with the muggle repelling charm and took off and left them stranded. And Harry had to go Oops. get her, drive mm-hmm. him back. And they're surprised that they're not seeing any Reavers yet. And then they all show up on the radar. Dun, dun, dun. Clustered much closer to the Stop. planet than they were last time. Yeah. Oh, people, don't tempt fate. And they're like, well, they can't see us, right? But they they know mm. they're there. Yeah. They can't see them, no. though. And they, they're they shooting exploratory uh, shots at them, trying to flush them out. Yeah. And they can't put the actual shield up because once they put the shield up, then they'll be seen. Mm-hmm. So. And they, then uh, they're they're trying to, you know, do evasive maneuvers and maybe set up some diversions so that the uh, Reavers will start fighting each other and they can head on through that. And... Mm-hmm. Somebody says they're they're firing again, and it's like, well, they're not firing at us; they're firing at the ship we're next to. And it's like, yeah, but isn't that ship running without containment? And I was like, shields up, shields up, and no. the ship right next to them explodes. Yep, and that's where we're ending it tonight. Wow! <laughs> oh dear, with us. Trying to get to Miranda, but having ships explode all over us. Yes. And we forgot to call out this chapter name, Leave It to Reaver. Oh, yes. Leave It to Reaver. That's a good one. (laughs) I like it. Yep. So, like we said, kudos to the author for coming up with this actual plot idea, because it's a good one. And it's going to be interesting to see how things mm-hmm. actually work out on the planet. There's a lot of ways they could develop from here. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, and we might actually have wizards again. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Yay! Could be. Yay! Which reminds me, I did have news that I forgot about when we were doing our news segment at the beginning. Okay. I Are bought tickets to LeakyCon Boston today. Wow! They went on sale today. Good Ooh. for you. Damn it, I want to go. It's next October. They're yeah. Doing it. I just can't get away in October. It's too hard to do with yeah. school. 
You could maybe I, go to the Dallas one. They're doing like that in August. Better when, yeah, when they do it in the summer. Dang it, why is the timing so bad? If they'd done Boston like two years ago, I definitely would have gone. Mm. I'm hoping I can at least say hi to Ryan and maybe Melinda. Yeah. But... Make them come to see you. Yeah. They're not that far off. And uh, maybe Melinda. Yeah. That would be fun. Well, good for you. That'll be really fun. Do you have people that you can go with? Not so far. So who knows? Well, you know for sure Lauren will go. So you should get a hold of her at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, sharing rooms or anything like that. But at least you'll know somebody there. Yeah. Did she go to the Ireland? No, she couldn't make it to that one. Um, yeah. I her boyfriend came. That. but So I said hi to him and said, you know, thanks for making Lauren so happy. But Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, that'll be really fun. I wish I could go. There's just no way. Yeah, it's too bad. One of these days yeah. we'll figure out a time to, even if there isn't like a convention or anything, we should mm-hmm. do our own little puffa meetup somewhere. We should. Yeah. See, the sad thing is, I've technically got the time now, because I don't have a job. But you don't have the money. But I don't have the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those difficult things. You know. I still wasn't sure if I should, because, you know, it's it's a relatively expensive convention. But, yeah. you know, I've had good experiences yeah. there before, and there are at least oh. two people that I will know. So. Mm-hmm. Take lots of pictures. You should get a hold of Michael and see if he's going. I know he's not doing a lot with uh, MuggleNet anymore, but he might be there. Oh yeah, too. Could be. I posted on the Puffo page about it, so who knows if anybody else will yeah. do that? But I should, should do it go in wider places, I guess. Let them know that you uh, actually got tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that would be cool. I decided to go for it in case they, you know, sell out in a week again or something. Oh man, they go up so fast; it's just amazing. I feel like these ones won't necessarily because they are doing it much further in advance than they often do. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, that was my Harry Potter related news, and that's good Harry Potter related news. the, The only part of it that I have locked down. I haven't planned any sort of transportation or staying places or any of that stuff, but it's more than a year away, so. Yeah. All right, well, it's getting dark here. I'm sitting in the dark because I didn't turn the light on. Mm. We should say goodnight. You should turn on the light. That means getting up. Yeah. Well, I hope you have been enjoying our Continued coverage of Round Coat Green Eyes. We've got probably one more episode yep. to go, unless we're excruciatingly slow next time and split it up again. But the plan uh, is yeah. to have one more episode, and then we'll be moving on to a different fic, which we will talk about next time because I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's the Sherlock Holmes one. Ah, yes, the Sherlock Holmes. Um, I don't remember what it's called mm-hmm. though. But so. Yes, if you enjoyed our coverage or just want to talk about the fic itself, uh, come talk to us on Facebook or potterficforum.com. We still have forums, even though they're quiet. 
Yes, we do. We had a new member just the other day. Nice. They've done a sorting yet? Nope. Haven't heard from them at all. But I welcomed them and put them in there. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And until next time, um, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, everybody. Good night. Ah. Carmilla. Now I'm realizing waving at you isn't really doing much good. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, you know, it sometimes comes across. It's like they tell us when we're doing radio ads. You've got to smile even though you're doing an audio-only thing because it makes a difference. Because the smile comes it into does. the voice, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of difference between saying, you know, come down and buy a new vehicle and come down and buy a new vehicle. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> there is. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.